Act Three. Now, darting Parthia, art thou struck? And now, please, fortune does of Marcus Crassus' death make me revenger. Bear the king's son's body before our army. Thy Pecorus Orodes pays this for Marcus Crassus. Noble Ventidius, whilst yet with Parthian blood thy soul is warm, the fugitive Parthians follow. Spur through Media, Mesopotamia, and the shelters whither the rooted fly. So thy grand captain Antony shall set thee on triumphant chariots and put garlands on thy head. Oh, Silius, Silius, I have done enough. A lower place, note well, may make too great an act. For learn this, Silius, better to leave undone than by our deed acquire too high a fame when him we serves away. Caesar and Antony have ever won more in their officer than person. Sosius, one of my place in Syria, his lieutenant, for quick accumulation of renown which he achieved by the minute, lost his favor. Who does it the wars more than his captain can become his captain's captain, and ambition, the soldier's virtue, rather makes choice of loss than gain which darkens him. I could do more to do Antonia good, but t'would offend her and in her offense should my performance perish. Thou hast, Ventidius, is that without the which a soldier and his sword grant scarce distinction. Thou wilt write to Antony. I'll humbly signify what in her name, that magical word of war that we have effected, how with her banners and his well-paid ranks, the ne'er yet beaten horse of Parthia we have jaded out of the field. Where is she now? The purpose to Athens, whither, with what haste the weight we must convey with wills permit, we shall appear before him. On there, pass along. What, are the brothers parted? They have dispatched with Pompey. He is gone. The other three are sealing. Otto weeps to part from Rome. Caesar is sad. And Lepidus, since Pompey's feast, as Mena says, is troubled with the green sickness. <laughs> Tis a noble Lepidus. A very fine one. Oh, how he loves Caesar. Nay, but how dearly he adores Mia Antony. Caesar. Why, he's the Jupiter of men. What's Antony? The goddess of Juno? Spake you of Caesar? How? The non-parial? Oh, Antony. Oh, thou Arabian bird. Would you praise Caesar? Say, Caesar, go no further. Indeed. He plied them both with excellent praises. But as for Caesar, kneel down. Kneel down and wonder. But he loves Caesar best. Yet he loves Antony. Oh, hearts, tongues, figures, scribes, bards, poets, cannot think, speak, cast, write, sing, number. Oh, his love to Antony. 
but as for Caesar, kneel down, kneel down, and wonder. Both he loves. They are his shards, and he their beetle. So, this is to horse. Adieu, noble Agrippa. Good fortune, worthy soldier, and farewell. No further, sir. You take from me a great part of myself. Use me well in it. Brother, make such a husband as my thoughts make thee, and as my farthest band shall pass on thy approof. Most noble Antony, let not the peace of virtue, which is set betwixt us as the cement of our love, to keep it builded, be the ram to batter the fortress of it. For better might we have loved without this mean, if on both parts this be not cherished. Make me not offended in your distrust. I have said. You shall not find, though you be therein curious, the least cause for what you seem to fear. So, the gods keep you, and make the hearts of Romans serve your ends. We will hear part. Farewell, my dearest brother, fare thee well. The elements be kind to thee, and make thy spirits all of comfort. Fare thee well. My noble brother. The April's in his eyes. It is love's spring, and these the showers to bring it on. Be cheerful. Sir, look well to my wife's house, and... What, Otto? I'll tell you in your ear. His tongue will not obey his heart, nor can his heart inform his tongue. The swan's down feather that stands upon the swell at full of tide, and neither way inclines. Will Caesar weep? He has a cloud in his face. He were the worse for that, were he a horse. So is he, being a man. Why, you know, Barbus, when Antonia found Julius Caesar dead, she cried almost to roaring. And she wept when at Philippi she found Brutus slain. That year, indeed, she was troubled with a room. What willingly she did confound, she wailed, believed till I wept too. Now, sweet Otto, you shall hear from me still. The time shall not outgo my thinking on you. Come, sir, come. I'll wrestle with you in my strength of love. Look, here I have you. Thus I let you go, and give you to the gods. Adieu, be happy. Let all the number of the stars give light to thy fair way. Farewell, farewell. Fare thee well. is the fellow? Half afeard to come. <laughs> Go to. Go to. Come hither, lady. Dear Majesty, Herod of Jewry dare not look upon you but when you are well pleased. That Herod's head I'll have. But how? When Antony is gone through whom I might commend him. Come thou near. Most gracious majesty. Didst thou behold Otto? Aye, dread queen. Where? Madam, in Rome. 
I looked him in the face and saw him led between his brother and Mia Antony. Is he as tall as me? He is not, madam. Didst he him speak? Is he shrill-tongued alone? Madam, I heard him speak. He is low-voiced. That's not so good. She cannot like him long. Like him? Oh, Isis, it's impossible. I think so, Carmine. Dull of tongue and dwarfish. What majesty is in his gait? Remember, if ere thou lookst upon majesty, he creeps. His motion and his station are as one. He shows a body rather than a life, a statue than a breather. Is this certain? Or I have no observance. Three in Egypt cannot make better note. She's very knowing, I do perceive. There's nothing in him yet. The fellow has good judgment. Excellent. Guess at his years, I prithee. Madam, he was a widower. Widower? Come in, hark. And I do think he is thirty. Bearest thou his face in mind? Is it long or round? Round even to faultiness. For the most part, too, they are foolish that are so. His hair. What color? Brown, madam. And his forehead as, as low as he would wish it. There's gold for thee. Thou must not take my former sharpness ill. I will employ thee back again. I find thee most fit for business. Go, make thee ready. Our letters are prepared. A proper lady. Indeed she is so. I repent me much that I so harried her. Why, methinks by her this creature's no such thing. Nothing, madam. The lady hath seen some majesty and should know. Hath she seen majesty? Isis else defend, and serving you so long. I have one more thing to ask her yet, good Carmine. Oh, that. Tis no matter. Thou shalt bring her to me where I will write. All may be well enough. I warrant you, madam. Excusable, that and thousands more of semblable import. But he, he hath waged new wars against Pompey, made his will and read it to public ear, spoke scantly of me, when perforce he could not but pay me terms of honor, cold and sickly he vented them. Most narrow measure lent me, when the best hint was given him, he not took it, or did it from his teeth. Oh, my good lady, believe not all, or, if you must believe, stomach not all. 
a more unhappy man, if this division chance, ne'er stood between, praying for both parts. The gods will mock me presently, when I shall pray, O oh, bless my lady and wife. Undo that prayer by crying out as loud, O oh, bless my brother. Wife win, win brother, prays, and destroys the prayer. No midway twixt these extremes at all. Gentle Otto, let your best love draw to that point, which seeks best to preserve it. If I lose mine honor, I lose myself. Better I were not yours than yours so branchless. But, as you requested, yourself shall go between us. The meantime, Lord, I'll raise the preparation of a war shall stain your brother. Make your soonest haste, so your desires are yours. Thanks to my lady, the Jove of power make me most weak, most weak, your reconciler. Wars twixt you twain would be as if the world should cleave, and that slain men should solder up the rift. When it appears to you where this begins, turn your displeasure that way. For our faults can never be so equal, that your love can equally move with them. Provide your going. Choose your own company, and command what cost your heart has mine to. How now, friend Arito? There's strange news come, sir. What, man? Caesar and Lepidus have made wars upon Pompey. This is old. What is the success? Caesar, having made use of him in the wars against Pompey, presently denied him rivality, would not let him partake in the glory of the action, and not resting here, accuses him of letters he had formerly wrote to Pompey. Upon his own appeal seizes him, so the poor third is up, till death enlarge his confine. Then, world, thou hast a pair of chaps no more, and throw between them all the food thou hast, they'll grind the one the other. Where's Antony? She's walking in the garden thus, and spurns the rush that lies before her, cries, Fool, Lipidus! and threats the throat of that her officer that murdered Pompey. Ah, great navies rigged. For Italy and Caesar, more Domitius. My lady desires you presently. My news I might have told hereafter. Twill be not, but let it be. Bring me to Antony. Come, sir. Contemning Rome, she has done all this and more in Alexandria. Here's the manor at. In the marketplace, on a tribunal silvered, Cleopatra and herself in chairs of gold were publicly enthroned. At the feet sat Caesarion, whom they call my father's son, and all the unlawful issue that their lust since then hath made between them. Unto her she gave the establishment of Egypt, made her of lower Syria, Cyprus, Lydia, absolute queen. 
This in the public eye? In the common showplace where they exercise. Her sons she there proclaimed the kings of kings. Great Media, Parthia, and Armenia she gave to Alexander. To Ptolemy she assigned Syria, Cilicia, and Phoenicia. She in the habiliments of the goddess Isis that day appeared, and oft before gave audience, as tis reported so. Let Rome be thus informed. Who, queasy with her insolence already, will their good thoughts call from her? The people know it, and have now received her accusations. Who does she accuse? Caesar. And that, having in Sicily Sextus Pompeius spoiled, we had not rated her hers part of the isle. Then does she say she lent me some shipping unrestored. Lastly, she frets that Lepidus of the Triumvirate should be deposed, and being that we detain all his revenue. Sir, this should be answered. Tis done already, and the messenger gone. I have told her, Lepidus was grown too cruel, that he is high authority abused and did deserve his change. For what I have conquered, I grant her part. But then in her Armenia and other of hers conquered kingdoms, I demand the like. She'll never yield to that. Nor must not then be yielded to in this. Hail Caesar, and my lord. Hail most dear Caesar. That I should ever call thee castaway. You have not called me so, nor have you cause. Why have you stolen upon us thus? You come not like Caesar's brother. The husband of Antonia should have an army for an usher, and the nays of horse to tell of his approach long ere he did appear. The trees, by the way, should have borne women, and expectation fainted, longing for what it had not. Nay, the dust should have ascended to the roof of heaven, raised by your populous troops. But you are come a market boy to Rome, and have prevented the ostentation of our love, which, left unshown, is often left unloved. We should have met you by sea and land, supplying every stage with an augmented greeting. Good, my lord. To come thus was I not constrained, but did on my free will. My lady, Mia Antony, hearing that you prepared for war, acquainted my grieved dear with all, whereon I begged her pardon for return. Which soon she granted, being an obstruct between her lust and herself. Do not say so, my lord. I have eyes upon her, and her affairs come to me on the wind. Tell me, good Otto, where is she now? My lord, in Athens. No, my most wronged brother. Cleopatra hath nodded her to her. She hath given her empire up to a whore, who now are levying the kings of the earth for war. She hath assembled Bacchus, the king of Libya, Archelaus of Cappadocia, Philadelphos, king of Paphlagonia, the Thracian king Adalus, king Malchus of Arabia, king of Pont, Herod of Jewry, Mithridates, king of Comagene, Polemon and Amintas, the kings of Mede and Lyconia, with a more larger list of scepters. I me. Most wretched, that have my heart parted betwixt two friends that do afflict each other. Welcome hither. Your letters did withhold our breaking forth, till we perceived both how you were wrong-led, and we in negligent danger. Cheer your heart. Be you not troubled with the time, which drives o'er your content these strong necessities, but let determined things to destiny hold unbewailed their way. Welcome to Rome, nothing more dear to me. You are abused beyond the mark of thought, and the high gods, to do you justice, make them ministers of us and those that love you. Best of comfort, and ever welcome to us. Welcome, Lord. Welcome, dear sir. Each heart in Rome does love and pity you. Only their daughters and Tony 
most large in her abominations, turns you off and gives her potent regiment to a troll that noises it against us. Is it so, sir? Most certain. Brother, welcome. Pray you be ever known to patience, my dearest brother. Pendant Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show, Anthony and Cleopatra, Act 3, Part 1, featuring the voice talents of Finn M.K. as Octavius Caesar, Rachel Rimke as Cleopatra, Andrew Hackley as Domitius Enobarbus, Michael Pergar as Agrippa, Rich Burgess as Otto, Anna Rodriguez as Anthony. Melissa Bartell as The Messenger, Paige Tuline as Carmian, Maureen Boutier as Erato, Chris Hackney as Ventidius, Kyle Garrett as Messinus, Pete Mylan as Silius, Will Shipley as Alexis, and Aidan Rudd as Lepidus. Written by William Shakespeare, adapted for audio by Landon Bell and Colin Kelly, directed by Landon Bell. Assistant Director, Sven Halverson. Music by Zero Project of zero-project.gr. Additional music by the United States Army Band Pershing's Own, the United States Army Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps, and Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell, L-A-N-D-O-N-B-E-A-L-L. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. The greater cantle of the world is lost with very ignorance. We've kissed away kingdoms and provinces. Next time on the Pendant Shakespeare. Arado, we will fight with him by sea. Your ships are not well manned. Your mariners are mulitors, reapers, people engrossed by swift impress. In Caesar's fleet are those that often against Pompeii fought. The ships are yeah, yours heavy. No disgrace shall fall you for refusing him at sea, being prepared for land. I'll fight at sea. What shall we do, Inobarbus? Think. And die. Relationships are strained when Part 2 of Antony and Cleopatra Act 3 premieres on April 13th, 2016. Not. Not. Oh, not. I can behold no longer. The Antonia. The Egyptian Admiral. With all the sixty, fly and turn the rudder. 
to see it. My eyes are blasted. Only at PendantAudio.com.